Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. You know, I was considering coming in on a deep fake with uh, B. Arthur, but uh, for the life of me, I couldn't get the uh, I couldn't get the voice down. My voice isn't deep enough. So right, I, could, I couldn't nail that. This is click this the Kevin Ash podcast. If you're looking for someone else, you're in the wrong place. He's Kevin. I'm Sean, and you're here. With us again, the Click This crew. Uh, it must be Monday. So many of you say we make your Monday enjoyable, and that's like one of the biggest compliments you can give because Mondays generally blow. Dog. Kev, you had a significant weekend because you got back out on the road. Yeah, I went back on the road. For the first time in, what, is it called Pensacon? Yeah, Pensacola, Florida, Pensacon, and uh, big crowds like the other yeah, cons you do. I mean, I, I think they had like thirty thousand people on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, half of them there to see you, I bet. Enough to make it interesting. Good. Who were you sitting next? Is it always a better day when you're like sitting near somebody that's cool, or do you not no. even pay attention? No, because I'm praying. I'm, I'm praying that I don't even know who the fucker is next to me. I'm too busy. Right. If I'm spending time getting to know some motherfucker next to me, <laughs> I need I need to be in my fucking room watching TV. So he was. So this was the lineup this uh, this week. Uh, Let's see who who did you hang with here. Um. See, hockey. I, I, I hung out with Hockey Tonk. Me and Hockey fucking spent some time together. He's doing good. Um, Holly's from Charmed. I talked to her. Let me see who else here. Uh, Jungle Boy was next to me. 
He's quiet. He's pretty quiet. Just looking for people I know here. Uh, let, me see, let, let me see if it's... Um, There's a guy with a puppet? Is that Leva Bates? Margot Margo Bingham. I would, I would hang out with her a little bit. Is that Marty the Midget? See Margot? She's the black no, girl. No, who's that now? She's a black girl up over. Yes, I do. What's yeah, she from? She uh, Walking, oh, Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, Walking Dead. Mackenzie Phillips. Oh, canceled. God damn it. You know, but she, it doesn't mean that they weren't fucking there. It's just the fucking, they actually, the society has canceled them. Oh, they've been canceled <laughs> yeah, yeah, by just, the left. Yes, exactly. Uh, what it's, did she say? Mickey, Mickey James? James. She said she said that she really doesn't like country music. Canceled. Mm. So it, yeah, it, it can be, you know. There's uh, If you go, let's go up one more row. Up, uh, up, or, or I guess down. The other way. There's rows, rows. Rose, who uh, Rose McGowan? Yeah, she was there, and uh, while she was there, I think Harvey Weinstein got another fifteen years mm. under his yeah this fucking. Uh, I Sam saw um, Flash Gordon always always a good dude. Is that oh. uh, did Tom Arnold? Uh... Yeah, I saw Tom. Okay, I, I talked to Tom. Man, they have to be, what is it, 75 people there? DiBiase, canceled. Uh, canceled. I think he's, he's got too much heat. With, I think he's fishing with Brett Favre. Oh. Crypto. So his, his belt now is just a crypto uh, symbol. There's Tom Arnold. Yeah. I always liked him. He's funny as hell. Yeah, he's a good guy. Roseanne publicly criticized his dick. You remember that? Like when they split up? And he fuck. They asked him for a comment. He goes, "Listen, if you park a DC ten in the Grand Canyon, it looks small." <laughs> God. I, like, I like people that don't take shit, you know. Yeah, so all right, so it was it. a good weekend. It's particularly significant because this is the first time you've been out um, since Tristan's passing, yeah. and yeah, yeah it's like, so, so, I, that's the first time I've been on an airplane since September. Did the Delta crew? Um, they were very. They were cool. Yeah, they weren't over the top. They were just it's nice to see back, Mister Nash. And oh, that's cool. They said you look fucking old as fuck, dude. I'm like, thanks. You gonna? How long you growing the beard out? Are we gonna? What's the story I, with this? Are we, are we gonna do no full Duck Dynasty did. gimmick or what? No, I'm not. No, I don't. I mean, I want to keep my shit. You know, I'm not gonna let it get ratty. Right. Well, I'm glad it was a success. Those of you that got out to see Kevin. Don't you what, hate to shave? It's it's like a minute of my life. But I, I don't I like facial hair less than I than I mind shaving. See, I hate to shave. When I was acting on camera like in the 90s, I did the stubble thing cuz that was just what was going on and as I get older, you know, when it starts to gray, it, it as stubble, it looks like a. It looks like somebody put a load on your face. You know, the little patches. Oh yeah, yeah when, it, when it's when it's tight and, and, and as white as mine is, yeah, it just makes you look like a fucking wino. Right. So you got it's either <laughs> much be like in. Much, much like I feel. Right. Did you have a little, you have a little camus yesterday. 
Yeah, it was the uh, the wife's birthday uh, celebration. We went out to dinner last night, and I, I got. Uh, I mean, we drank, you know, responsibly at the at the restaurant. And once we got home, um, she had some stuff she had to do, so she went to bed. And I got a couple more bottles down, and a couple. Yeah. Been a while too. I mean, it's, and it's funny because you know, I, I actually I, I, I talked to, to X Pac like all night. We just fucking just bullshitted about different things, and um, I went to bed like the cleaning crew came, so I like <laughs> had to go hide from them throughout the day. Like they'd be in one part of the house making noise, and I'd have to go fucking find someplace else that was cold and cold and dark to hide and. Like so, under the dining room table, like a fucking Great Dane trying to stay yeah, away from the company. Like, fuck, man. But I, I didn't have a headache, and I wasn't like because I sat like you know after I drank the wine, I just sat after that and just drank water. I probably drank two gallons of water. So, so you can have three fucking bottles of red wine, and you don't get a headache. No, that's so, over the course of six hours, though. Doesn't matter. Still, that's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of red wine. See, I enjoy red wine occasionally, but if I ever have too much, it's like instant headache, and it makes me red wine for some reason makes me so tired. I don't know if there's a scientific thing to it. Mine is the it's, 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 if I fucking drink champagne, God, I hate shit. I drink a couple cups of champagne, a couple glasses of champagne. I'm fucked. I used to like gin a lot when I drank, but that was another headache thing the next day. Early, early in my early in my alcohol consumption career, my dad had a bottle of gin that he left in the pantry, and I was looking for something to drink. And he, had, you know, my dad had passed, but he he was a gin and tonic, so the gin was still in there. And I was looking for something to mix it with, and I found a Frosty's root beer. In the refrigerator, and I mix I mix gin with root beer. No, no. I can't smell gin now. Yeah, that's true. Man, you get too fucked on something; it it ruins you for life with it. Do you remember when you were when, when I, I was? I mean, it was a huge. It was slow, like slow gin. Everybody drank slow gin and orange juice. A slow gin fizz too. You could put it with yeah. The, but I mean, they, 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 yeah, you get a bottle slow of gin. yeah. It was like like a high school, you know. It was a step up from Mad Dog. It's funny how shit goes out of favor. I ordered, not recently, but probably within the last five years, a slow gin fizz. But they went what? A what? It's like it's like ordering a tequila sunrise. Like, yeah, shit know? goes out of out of favor. Yeah. Try to get a gimlet somewhere, like. Try to yeah. get a grasshopper. Yeah, right. Those old fucking the Valley of the them. Dolls fucking uh, <laughs> Harold, Harold Robbins cocktails. I don't have a sidecar. <laughs> fucking Rob, give me a Rob Roy. A Rob Roy. While I fucking sit here in, in this beautiful car I call the Betsy. Uh, your feedback from last week, brilliant listeners. Um, some talk about Sizemore 
in our comments. Ringspan said. Did anybody? Did, did anything come? Come? I thought they were going to make a decision today. Oh, I didn't with, see that. Tom. I, I just saw that the prognosis was not. No, it, it was good. Let me just. It came across yesterday while I was actually at dinner. Let me just see if Tom has anything. Ringspan says, a brilliant actor until the very end. I enjoy the hell out of Big Kev and Sizemore in The Assault, 2017. It proudly sits in the action section of my personal film library shelves. What did we see there, Steve? What was the update on the screen? It's alive. Uh, yesterday, family told there's no further hope. Uh, but they haven't. He's, he's still alive. They're deciding on what to do there. Yeah fucking decision that may we never have to make i fucking i didn't have much I, I didn't have yeah i didn't have much of a, a choice yeah to make either. uh wcw nwo collection says you know it's a good day when real kevin nash says motherfucker at least seven times in the first 40 minutes of the click this podcast kevin and sean keep up the great work much love from england I guess that's probably like the word "fuck" is is probably kind of like what, but I guess a motherfucker is. I mean, there's a little effort there. There is, you know, like you motherfucker. Yeah, four syllables. You know, so there's no way. A more work. There's no way that you that can't be construed semi-aggressive. I guess if you say like ah, "you motherfucker." Like you sly dog. Yeah. That's uh, where that Come here, motherfucker. That, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But uh you know we, we we've had Or after, you got a girl a girl eating your ass and you go, Mother <laughs> You tell me you had braces. Jeez. I'm not I don't do that shit. You gotta go. Ain't no way don't put that face by my fucking pillows. Those aren't pillows. You know, I've noticed that we, after a brief effort, we really stopped trying to moderate our language. Remember there was a stretch there, like maybe episode seven or eight, where we tried to cut down because we thought maybe it was affecting monetization. Has the YouTube community just gone, I fuck it, just leave. It's them. It's what they do. Leave the fucking yeah. thing. Don't, don't make me get a thesaurus out here. You need a thesaurus for thesaurus. Yeah. To, um, easy for you to say. Corey Bigby said he loved working with Nash this past weekend at Pensacon. Corey was my handler. So there he is. He wrote in. Uh, great jokes, better stories. Power top. Broke back, Mac, broke back mountain, deleted scenes, a new Harriet Tubman movie. I can't wait to hear it, Kev. Go ahead. <laughs> The floor is yours. Uh, so, so the, the he, he sits down, I, and the first guy comes up, and it's the you know, uh, what's the prices? So you know, Corey gives the prices, and I say for twenty bucks extra, I'll fucking do it. An incredibly deep, accurate inseam measurement. And the guy just kind of goes, "Excuse me." I said, "Fucking make it 40. And that after that, the one guy said, you know, yeah, I saw you in this and this. I saw you in this and this. I said, 
I tell you what, I said, some of my best work is, I said, if you get the DVD, I said, there's, it's the, the deleted scenes from Brokeback Mountain are pretty good. And he goes, he just looks at me, he just, because I never, you know, I just say it like, matter of factly. And uh, he just was like, haven't seen that. Yeah. You know, like, what's like, oh, fuck, really? He was like, oh, really? I, I haven't, I have not seen that. If he had, his reaction would have been vastly different, or exactly. a reference to uh, horses. You weren't you weren't really into that, were you? But uh, uh, that, is, is there that, a new uh, Harriet Tubman movie in the works? I was a fan <laughs> of the Underground Railroad I, myself. No, I, no, I just, somebody said something. I said, "You got you got anything you're working on?" I said, "The, the new Harriet uh, Tubman movie." And they, they you know, inquired, they said, well, what do you play? I said, well, I said, I play Harriet Tubman. And he just looks at me, I said, I said, it's, I said, this is going to put me, you know, like almost in a Daniel Day-Lewis class. You know, like I'm going to play a demure black woman. And he's waiting for me to like, and I, I don't, I said, I, I said, you know, I said, I think I can pull it off. I said, but I've, I've already told him. I said, I'm not going to go forward with the fucking production until they put me on the twenty. Because remember, they were supposed to put Harriet Tubman yes. on the on the twenty dollar yes. bill, and he got none of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just to me that's the whole fun of going to those things. It's just to be a, a complete asshole. Well, it's not an asshole. You're just having some fun. Yeah, it's. it's I and tell you, you just man, get the blank I, stares. Like that's a long fucking day. Oh, and the thing is, too, it's like there's people that are that you know that you get a line and you go through them and you you make some some cash, and then there's always the person that waits until fucking there's a lull, and that's the guy that wants to come up and talk about Brokeback Mountain because mm-hmm. he's just he's coming up to get a little combo. So it's just like. So what are you going to do? You're going to give him like, like regular guy, like, hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. How, how, how's the con going? And he's going to walk away going, God, that was fucking that blows. Right. Or him walking away going, what's Tup- wrong with Nash? Is Harriet Tubman going to be on a twenty dollar bill? What did happen to that? Because I mean, I said it myself. I was like, what did happen to that? How did that? You know. But then again, we had a, re- a Republican, I forget what his name was in Tennessee, it wanted to bring back the hanging tree. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell wow. you. No, no, no bad implications there. So yeah. this is a question I got for you. I've been yeah. watching, I, I think we've all, it, no matter what, uh, you know, I want to clarify that this is something that's been covered not only in mainstream news, not only Reddit, not only in the darkest, deepest parts of the internet, but pretty much every fucking where Fox News fucking lies to you and they're all in on it. Yeah. At, the, at, the, at, at the price of $1.6 billion. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? You know, 80% of the people that have subscriptions have some that they forgot about, okay? Maybe for, I don't know, an unused 
Amazon Prime account or you have a duplicate account in the house. One person opened it. The other one opened it. Forgot about it. A Hulu account that never just gets streamed and you just forgot you ever uh, signed up for it. There's a great app I use that helps me track all of my expenses. This is great. Everyone I even tell this about. I was telling my brother-in-law about this the other day, and he was like, what, really? I said, yeah, and it's from from Rocket. I mean, a lot of people have their mortgages with Rocket, and it is Rocket money, okay? They track your expenses, and they will show you exactly what you are subscribed to, and many people don't even realize. I'm going to give you some statistics here. Some statistics here. The average person, okay? Most Americans think they spend $80 a month on subscriptions. The actual total is closer to $200. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars every month. The interface is very easy. You could see some of it there. They show everything to you right there. Anything you don't want anymore, you tap the button. It's gone. It's like hitting a button on your phone and rocket money, sending money into your pocket practically because they're going to save you from continuing to subscribe to stuff that you just don't need or you've reconsidered and want to opt out of. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place, cancels for you uh, whenever you want. Um, They can even find subscriptions you probably didn't know you were paying for. Uh, Get rid of the useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash Nash. Seriously, you could save you like hundreds of dollars dollars a year, guys. That's rocketmoney.com slash Nash. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash Nash. And let us help you do that. Thank you, Rocket Money, always, for joining us. Well, the thing is with that, if, if January 6th is going to be considered a crime against our nation, right? Guys are being charged. Um, if it was propagated knowingly, now, you know, reporting something that turns out not to be true later, different story. If you've got knowledge that it's incorrect and you're feeds into that result, I think they should be held liable. I look at it that the situation became, um, it it was a completely different ballgame once they were the, the network that gave Biden Arizona first. Because that was, you know, that was like all the like the Trump, you know, that was like his, that was going to be a stronghold for, for, for Trump. And they gave Biden, and that kind of was it. Like that kind of like was the nail on the head. And everybody just with, Fox doing that, and then them starting the um, stole the vote shit. Like basically, they had to double back to get those people that went other places that still were on the narrative of Trump uh, being the president. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, nothing will probably come of it, but... Um... I think, oh, I think, I think the fucking, I mean, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. I mean, I. To what end, though? I mean, I I just don't know. I mean. You know what? The the, the thing that fucking makes me insane is this motherfucking, hey, let's pay back kids' 
college loans. I watched a girl on TV last night said she just fucking graduated. And she was 30 grand in the hole from her college education. Mm -hmm. And she's not going to have enough fucking money this year to go on vacation. Bitch, (laughs) you haven't fucking even got a job yet. You don't need to worry about going on vacation. You need to work 60 fucking hours a week and put some fucking money away and pay off your goddamn fucking bills, okay? That's how Ten it works. Ten years worth of ads on this show. That's how it fucking works, okay? That's how it works. You know what? I don't want to fucking pay for anything either. You know what? Fuck my TV. I want to get subsidized by the government. Come on, man. The fucking problem is... You didn't go to the community college and get your English 101 and all your core classes and pay 400 bucks like I did for my wife and then send her her last two years. We, I put my wife through school bouncing 100 hours a week. And you did what? What did you do to, to fucking, you, you accumulated 30,000, did you fucking work? Did you do did anything? Did she look like a bouncer? Would she have been able to... She was, yeah, she was pretty stout. Okay. She maybe should have gone that route, maybe. Yeah. No, I just, I, I just, man, what the fuck? What's, what? Look, I'm all for an affordable path to college. If we, if we, everyone talks about this, it never goes beyond initial discussion stages. Uh, state colleges, of course, are more reasonable if you're in state, but, um, but private schools can, charge you whatever the fuck they want and yeah good lord do they oh yeah but on top of all that man like i have so many friends that have master's degrees that are doing something that's you know so below their uh pay grade but they're either burnt out at fucking because they were fucking doing it work or they're in the financial sector they did something where it, just, it was just like doggy dog. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go fucking be a, 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 a wagon trained uh, fucking driver over at the West, old West Town. Make eight bucks an hour. Fuck it. Get stoned in the morning, go over there and grab my fucking setup and get some kids in the back. And around the fucking old West Town we go. You can drive the damn uh, Disney Cruise Line, uh, the Disney Jungle Cruise. Like, uh What's his name? Joey Ryan. I heard about that. I think I'll get a hip young heard, wrestling reference in there. I heard, I heard, I heard he, got, he put his uh, girlfriend in the back and teetered the fucking hole. Oh, jeez. Yeah, what companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, Jeremy says, I don't care how many times I get to do it. I will. It will always be surreal chatting with one of my favorites, Real Kevin Nash. Thank you to Ad Free Shows for making it possible. Tonight was the third one. Let's go for four next month. Jeremy obviously joining us for our ad-free show watch-along. We did some classic matches. We saw the Yeti. The Yeti! Uh, anybody that hasn't uh, got a chance to go back in, in, into that time vault uh, that they call classic WCW and re- revisit the monster truck battle between the Giant and, and Hulk Hogan. Up on the roof. And then right into the fucking main event. I mean, it's... I, it's just from a storytelling standpoint, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's just... God, it's so good. Everything about that night was a masterpiece. Yeah, there was nothing... Like, you just look at it, and it's like, Wow. Now, we shit on chops on this show, but um, we hadn't seen the kind of chops Sullivan. They were, see, it's different because you actually, in your head, when you chop somebody like this way, but when you come this way, in your mind, it's almost, you cannot do that and not say in your mind, karate chop. And that's, I think, where the beauty of that, those three karate chops. To the back. Sullivan lays, lays into the right upper back latimus area. Would it be the deltoid? It could be rear delt. It may be. I I thought it was more pinpointed supraspinatus, infraspinatus, like a rotator, like almost like a tie-in. It felt, it looked more that. You know, but uh, who, 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 I mean, I, I'm not Gray's Anatomy over here. I'm just a, a guy that just loves a solid, put together match that just, just brings me back to when I was a kid. Absolutely. Germinator356 uh, says, uh, click this podcast. Excellent as always. We need Real Kevin Ash to host Saturday Night Live. Bummed out. I wasn't able to see you at Pensacon. Uh, drove around all weekend looking for a seven-foot punk, but never saw him. Um, I think you said uh, on air that SNL would have been a dream gig for you back. Uh... Yeah, I would have loved to have given that a shot. You know who was at um, at the Comic-Con was uh, Lorraine, New- uh, Lorraine Newman. Of SNL fame. Origi- the original uh, seven. How, how, how old are we talking? 
probably. Um, she probably she, early twenties, right? In the uh, I would think that she's maybe seventy. Okay. I'm going to say 70, 71. She looked good. I'd I, love to talk to that cast just about stories from from that time. Bill Murray uh, hanging with Belushi. I, I was going through the other day, um, like, you know, when you go on Instagram and you get down, and you just kind of scroll through and it's just basically like little fucking, you know, whatever they're called, but they're like little movies. Shorts? <laughs> Whatever Fil- just films, little, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, just, they what, what, reels, reels, yeah, reels, yeah, reels. And um, they just showed like the first time that Belushi and Aykroyd did the Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. and they walked up there and they put across the, their hands and they fucking they, they go into the fucking the the, the, uh, the brass and they fucking go into that crazy dancing. <laughs> and then, you know, Belushi sings, and like Belushi doesn't have a, a bad fucking voice. No, they did okay. They did their real shit. Was it Soul Man? I remember one of the performances was Soul Man. That was the first thing they ever did. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Soul Man. That was Aykroyd's. Uh, Aykroyd didn't say much besides that. I'm a Soul Man. You know, his brother Jim has a cannabis farm. There was a, uh, a documentary series, Steve, you could look it up and see where it's, where it's running, where they went out and they would just, it was like a reality show. They just followed Jim around on the farm growing uh, pot for uh, uh, medicinal or I guess whatever state it was, it was legalized. I feel like it was in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Oregon, maybe? Washington? We'll find out. Um, I, I didn't like the show. It was very. It was one of those very staged reality shows and, and Belushi wasn't pulling it off, but there it is, Belushi's Farm. But I was very interested in his knowledge of the strains and everything. And there's one episode in the show where Aykroyd comes up because Jim wants to do a Blues Brothers strain of of cannabis. And they do. And they, and they make it and they market it. So anyone out there who has had some of uh, Jim's offerings let us know especially if you smoked the uh the blues brothers one he had one strain he called the uh the marriage counselor <laughs> see because it calmed him down enough to be able to be lived with by his wife uh mongo big kev talking about his wrinkles and here i am having a call serve pro to my house every time my wife sees him on screen it took me a second, but that's a tremendous reference. She soaks the fucking house, Kev, so don't worry about your wrinkles, brother. I hear you. Doing, doing all right. Mongo's wife, anyway. Fernum Schnavitz third says, as far as drummers, Phil Collins is up there with one of the best. His idol was Buddy Rich, and he just won the Buddy Rich Lifetime Achievement Award. I was listening to Stern today. And he had on Kiss and the drummer Eric Sims, uh, Eric Eric Sims, listen to me, <laughs> Eric uh, Singer was asked who the greatest drummer of all time was. He said, greatest drummer of all time, Buddy Rich, greatest rock drummer of all time, John Bonham. So two Buddy Rich shout outs in one day. Come on, bring something up, Steve. Let's go. Two organic references to Buddy Rich in the same oh.
He simultaneously shows off a tremendous amount of talent while looking like he's ready to knife somebody. Looks like Jerry Lewis fucked somebody from the Planet of the Apes. Cornelius and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Tremendous. Oy, 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 oy. Very good. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. I have another task for you, Steve. Steve, enjoying this way too much. Turn off Pornhub, Steve. Um, <laughs> there is. A, you do see there's a, there's a nice new little layout if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple, that's absolutely fine. Just when you get home, make sure you put us on YouTube also. You can, you can, you can listen and then watch later on. Two hits wouldn't kill you. But uh, above me here is the... Uh, is our uh, QR code. You just have to hit that with your phone and you'll be automatically taken to the click this merch page. And there's some new offerings I wanted to uh, we wanted to show. I think we talked about this last week a little bit. I don't know if it was on air or maybe just our ad-free friends got to see it in the meeting. But we have the two title belts with the NWO style spray paint if you want the red or the black. That is actually the world heavyweight title held by Tristan Nash. Many of you didn't know. He had a he had a brief run. Undefeated. With the big belt. And then the seven foot punk. He, actually he, he, he built he beat Bill Mott thirteen times. <laughs> Bill Mott. My son. Thank God we got a Bill Mott reference on uh, one of the shows. Well, if you get two buddy riches, you've got to balance shit out somehow. You do. You do. Yeah. Hey, uh, we talked this week, and you dropped some fucking knowledge on me about, you know, we were talking about the nine billion dollars sale. Oh yeah, we, when I when I, when I got, like last week, I, I was like Mister sixty three year old man, and I just it's just so nonchalantly with the WWE was like, what would you rather have, the Yankees, the, the Yankees or WWE, and then I. I I go into this vault of, I don't know, it was like it was a, a vault that was just there for me. Because it, what it basically did was it said, there are 10 entities on the planet that have 90 million or above subscribers on YouTube. One of them is the WWE. And they said, and to put it into reference, the NBA has 19.8 million followers, and the NFL has 4 million followers, and fucking they have 90 million followers on fucking YouTube. I thought that I was just like, I just shut the fuck up. I don't know what I'm talking about. They posted that when they heard this show. Uh, yeah, they, got, they got so pissed. They got pissed. I got That's... I got asked I got asked today. They've got some new young uh, big guys down at the camp, and they were uh, curious if I would come down and um, give them some some pointers over the course of a couple of days. They're really just going to sit you in a classroom and educate you on the importance of social media reach. This what is it is, what, no, what it is, is I, I think that 
I mean, it's 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 this synergy right now that's going on with the Yeti, and you've got some young guys. I've just spent that much time, like, I think of like I worked like almost probably two hours a day on just walking around with my hands straight out. Crazy as it's, it's not as easy as it seems with fucking bad rotator cuffs. When you I mean, when you're gonna call the spot, do you call the Karloff? What do you call it? There, just the- I call it the Karloff because he's going. But I, I don't think I don't think Ron Reed. I don't think he he's making the Karloff reference now that I look at it because he would he should if he would have had both hands out and dragging the foot, mm. that would have been Yeti mummy ish. But actually, if you ever if you've yeah. ever seen like the Ravel model of the the mummy, it, he always was like this, and this hand here was was missing the fingers, and it was wrapped in a bandage, and he was, and he had a, a little like tomb behind him, and there was a, a small cobra that came with the model kit. These are the models you put together and yeah, the, 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 the little famous monster models. Nice. God, I love those things. I had them all, and then when my then when my son was born and he got to like be about four, I went to a hobby shop and they had them downsized. They were like half the size, but there were four of them. So you got Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature of the Black Lagoon, and the Mummy. And the, or the Wolfman. I, I think the I think the Wolfman. Yeah. And then the other one, the other kit had Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Wolfman. Oh, God, I can't. I can't. Bride of Frankenstein, maybe? No. Oh, uh, uh, Invisible Man. Mm. At the at the chemistry kit. And his bandage is open, and it's, you can see through it, and he's got the sunglasses on. Yep. That fucking model. Classics. When things were so simple, you could I go was... to college for $300 a year. Hmm. No college talk today. Um, <laughs> Kiss. Uh, well, I, I, I will shout out my daughter, who's applying to colleges now. We've heard back from a lot of the college. She was offered from... Uh, let me see what came in here from Marymount. She was offered a ninety-one thousand dollars scholarship. Nice. Uh, Pace University offered her, I think, sixty-four thousand dollars scholarship. They sound like astronomical amounts, but when you break them over four years, it's like half the tuition. <laughs> it's like oh, I will take half off. You only have to pay thirty a year. NMLS number six five zero eight four equal housing lender. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Um... So uh yeah, so she's she's doing well on that front. Uh you're offering a lot of money. I mentioned KISS before, and today they announced their final shows ever. Oh fucking stop it for the three hundredth time. Would be 
would be on uh, December 1st and 2nd at Madison Square Garden, wrapping it up where it all started. Tickets are not yet on sale. Now, I've seen them a few times, but I feel like, you know, the last show ever. I, I, mean, te- I, I will tell you somebody that will be at one of those two shows, probably the significance of Saturday, if at all possible, will be Triple H. Oh, he's a mark? Yeah, he likes he likes Kiss. Well, he'll probably get fucking backstage and everything. He'll he'll get the whole treatment. I'll have to buy tickets. So I wanted to see. I think they go on sale in a few days. So I wanted to see what I'm going to be in for with the ticket packages. Paul's got enough. Show. Paul's and, got enough cash. You can buy the fucking house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With 90 million YouTube subscribers. Um. So. Uh, so I go on to see what the European tickets are costing because I figured it'd be some kind of parallel there, although the dollar's stronger. But so for thirty five hundred dollars a ticket, Kevin, you'll be able to sit in the pit, which is right in front of the stage. You'll be able to stand on the stage prior to the show, take a picture at either Gene or Paul's microphone, hold the guitars. And get a meet and greet with the band and a photo for uh, for thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred includes the ticket. Yeah, they do have a thousand dollar meet and greet package, but you got to buy your ticket. It would be worth it if, in writing on the back of the fucking uh, ticket, it said, "If we ever do another show, we have to pay you back a million dollars." Yeah, twenty five times the cost of this fucking ticket. Oh, so these they're on sale already? So Hollywood Bowl, November third. Okay, so so these are just the tickets. So what are the what are the is tickets? It, is, it, is that a garden setup? This is the Hollywood Bowl. Oh. Right here. Okay. So this would be so those front sections, zoom in so low, the, I can't so see. The, they're, so they're already on it's it's just not the garden, they're on tour. They're doing a, I think it's a month. And they're finishing with uh, Madison Square Garden. So that section there, so that's twenty six ninety nine, even without the meet and greet package. <coughs> oh, so it's going to be higher here than in England, obviously. Those packages. Oh, there's okay. That's for two tickets. Eighteen forty nine, twenty one twenty nine. Yeah, I'm going to have to reevaluate this. I'm going to have to see. I've I've actually I've had my photo taken with them before. I met them before. I met Gene Simmons. Actually, the lunatic I am, Kevin, when I was, I don't know, 20, whatever, I decided that I had a business proposal that Gene Simmons had to look at. They had a summer tour coming up, and I thought they should manufacture Kiss Cream, which would be ice cream based on Kiss songs. Um, Instead of King of the Nighttime World, I had King of the Nighttime Swirl. Instead of uh, Strutter, I had Strutterfinger. Which was a Butterfinger ice cream, of course, and um, uh, Rocky Road all night, party every day. So I, I draw up this thing. I was working on Wall Street. I had endless amount of time. So I, I draw up this thing and I send it out to Gene, FedEx it to Gene. I hear nothing, obviously. So I find out Gene's coming to the, at the time, it was Borders Books on Wall Street in Manhattan. I said, I'm going to go fucking, I'm going to confront him about this, why he hasn't got So I go to the fucking thing. I wait on, I get my audience with Gene. 
And I say, Gene, had a great idea, sent it to you. Not sure if you got it for Kiss Cream. He's like, oh, no, I don't uh, recall getting that. I said, all right, well, here it is. So I give him the pitch again, and he gave me the greatest piece of business advice. He said, uh, that's an idea. I said, yes, and a good one. He goes, yeah, okay, so I want to build the tallest building in the world called the Kiss Building. Great, can I build a building? Do you want an ice cream company? I said, no. He said, you can have any idea you want. He said, you either have to have somebody with you that can do it, or you got to do it yourself. Everyone has ideas. Great advice. He knows. That dude, that dude's fucking, he's, he's, he's money, man. So will you be going to the final KISS show? There are none in Florida or Michigan. I checked for you. The, the final uh, month. There, there, is no, there is no person on this planet that I would pay money to go see to fucking stand on my two feet. For three hours? It's not going to happen. What if you had a booth? What if you had one of the... What if uh, Trips gave you a call, said, Kev... I got the booth. I, for his fiftieth birthday, he had Fo, he had Fogarty out at, out at his barn at his lake at his lake house. So that's how he rolls, right? All right, we'll see if he's there though. You have to check back with us and uh, tell us in our yeah. December shows if uh, if he goes out there. Oh, well, it, it, uh, it's time for the stiff one of the week, Kevin. And um, this week's stiff one is going to be brought to us by Sleep Me. Our old friends are back. One of our very Bruh. early advertisers. And, man, this is a revolutionary product. I needed to be educated on the fact that temperature-controlled sleep actually repairs muscle and improves cognitive function. So I could always start my day feeling sharp, confident, and energized. Sleep Me is the new name for Chili Sleep, which you might have heard prior. Um, but they bring you the same great sleep that Chili Sleep used to un- offer, but now under a new name. They make the coldest sleep systems available. They create the environment that meets the body's natural need for lower core temperatures, promoting deeper restorative sleep. These sleep systems are water-based, temperature-controlled mass, mat, mattress pads that fit over your existing mattress. And you get the app. You can control the temperature. Literally set the exact temperature you want your bed to be. At any point in the night, you're uncomfortable, you want to change it, go lower, go higher even. If you're a little chilly, um, you do that right on the dial there. It's so super easy. I have the Doc Pro sleep system myself here. And um, you can experience cooling uh, ultimate cooling power with the Doc Pro sleep system. I want to tell you how you're going to be a part of this, guys. Save 25% off any new Doc Pro, Cube, or Uller sleep system if you go to sleep.me slash Kevin. That's sleep.me, M-E, slash Kevin. Okay, take advantage of this incredible discount. Wake up refreshed. This thing really works. It is not obscured by your body. It literally keeps you cool all night long. And uh, give it a shot. Let us know what you think about I it. I have two questions. Go ahead. Why would he wear a shirt to bed? Oh, that dude? Yeah. I wear a t-shirt to bed. Is this is this not is this not normal? I mean, because you're trying to regulate your body temperature, so you're putting that layer like to me like 
if you if you have something that's going to drop your core, you want to be naked. That's an interesting point. Uh, I think I do need underwear on. Might just be the the massiveness of of my hog, but uh, I'm much more comfortable when I'm packaged, rolling around in the bed. Who knows what's going to happen? And uh, interesting point about the the t-shirt. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go full commando tonight. And then the second one is without without going back. What time were those two kids in bed? Don't go back. Um, why there's a clock visible in the? Uh... Yeah, they were there. It was eleven. It was eleven twenty p.m. Well, I mean, you're just getting started, but you know, I'm usually out at that time. Oh no, that's four. Isn't that four? Four in the morning, or is eleven twenty? I can't tell which is the long hand and the short hand. Either way, those two people are sleeping comfortably. She looks very satisfied. He must have had a session. I wonder. Do you you think it's? I mean, do you you go that all in? I mean, are you like making a commitment when you when you work for? That ad agency, like, you know, I think we should, you know, hammer a couple out. Oh, oh, for the for the shot, just to get. Yeah. The, uh, oh, well, he, he might be method. They might be method models. And maybe, uh, maybe he truer one. Wouldn't you feel, I, I'd feel creepy if I knew I was just like, like laying next to her kind of being creepy. But if we'd have hooked up for like two hours, I just think there'd, there'd be a, like more of a connection between me and her i just me yeah yeah i'm a method i got it you know i'm still working on the harry dubbin thing but there was a if you go back to the the shot and uh folks that's sleep.me slash kevin as we bastardize the commercial it looks to be a large black dildo with a hook to the left on the counter there beside the little uh cactus or maybe a succulent in in some fashion there now, Listen, they're happy, they're sleeping comfortably, and that's what Sleep Me is all about, folks. 25% off sleep.me slash Kevin. All right, today's Stiff One of the Week. This is, this is something I've laughed at over the years, and I thought it would make a good Stiff One here. Um, you ever watch public, do they have public access shows anymore? Like, well, like in your town, they... You know, someone can pay for the airtime and go on and talk about baseball or, or whatever I mean, they have. No, I, I don't have anything that I, I mean, I it guess was, the closest thing we would have. big in the past. Is, it might not be. Yeah. No, I, I think that the, uh, like, whatever the local cable company is, I don't have the local cable company, but they uh, have they have Channel 18. <coughs> right. There's always, they show, like, the town meetings and shit. It's like news on the, you know, news on the eights or weather on the eights and all this shit, you know, where it's. Well, Manhattan's public cable system was notorious for a long time for a lot of bizarre um, programming by the general public. Al Goldstein's Midnight Blue, we saw a little Al last week, uh, originated on there. Robin Bird, famous porn woman had a, a, a sexy show where people would sit around in the buff and talk about making adult films. And I guess this was on, I think, Manhattan Cable. It's a guy who had a political talk show. And th- 
All of Manhattan is stiffing this guy for this clip. They call in prank calls all fucking night long. This is a compilation of this guy getting hammered and destroyed. Why do you even try at a certain point to continue? But here, I'll find the guy's name so we can at least give him a shout out. But this has become a very popular meme. From the video, it looks like it might be the 90s. Yeah, how you doing? Hi. It's just how do people feel about it? Hi, you're on the air. I was wondering, are you also the cable doctor? Yes. Oh, you have dual roles. That's right. <laughs> okay, I'm just, just curious, and um, hopefully the guy that's in the taxi talk will give up the job to you, too. Okay. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, I was wondering if I can have my AV switch connected to two VCRs. All right, well, you have to call me on the other show. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Ken. Yes. I think it's good that people can have handguns so we can shoot people like you. Right. Back. Fuck you. Hi, you're on the air. How you doing? How are you? All right. What do you think? Should we carry handguns or what? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. What's people like you? All right. Sounds good. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, Ken. Yes. I was thinking that if the criminals, you know, you're trying to give guns to people to fight the criminals, wouldn't that make it just as easy for the criminals themselves to get guns? Because if you're opening this market up. For the just plain citizens, that mm-hmm. the, the average citizen is not going around looking for a gun. It's the average criminal that's going around trying to find any that's weapon. A good point. Can, so that would just make it twice as easy. That's a very valid point. You know, uh, a lot, of, and that's what the, one of the big arguments that the police have is, is that a lot of the illegal guns get into the system by burglaries. Like uh, most people keep uh, their gun near their bed, most likely, and so a criminal come in, rob your house. Rob your house and steal your gun, and it would get into the system, the illegal Hello? system. So that's an issue. Hi, you're on the air. Uh, hi, caller called before um, with a very valid point. I think it was one of your first calls. Yeah. Fuck you, you cockbucker. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Hi. How you doing? Okay. War. What is it good? Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Um, I don't think the city was willing to pay for something like that. You know, it's probably an, not. It's an it's, added expense. Um, but it's a good idea, but you're probably yeah, it's right. a good concept. But what's the chance that Mayor Dinkins, who can't even clean up the city, I fucked your mother up the ass? Yeah, I think maybe we should. It's 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 you know that's an interesting point he's making, but uh, but, you know, uh, then <laughs> His again, mother we have to see what happens. Ass. That's what this show's about to discuss these issues. Hi, you're on the air. Okay. Yes. I was wondering uh, how you would think that it would be possible to regulate the sale of these guns. And want to know if you suck dick. All right. Well, in answer to your second question, no. And I'm not sure how we would regulate the sales. Hi, you're on the air. Um, I think you need a federal law first. That's good enough. Want to have, uh, uh, he answered the fucking question, guns. though. God bless him. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Is Ken, there... how you doing? <laughs> Is there any way we could fucking put his head on, on Buddy Rich? It's not too far off, though. Uh, actually, it, no, it's we we, I, we find some fucking gems, man. I, I was thinking the hair, the fucking entire cat that was sitting on his head for the entire show. It uh, it is now time for dear sexy. We're what? Back. Why is it? Why is it that uh, we like that sophomoric like you're talking to him and you're, you're giving him a prank call and then all of a sudden you, you you turn into a sophomore in high school and you rush your delivery and i was just one more one more thing Ken. <laughs> i just yeah. i love the ones that don't even try and they just scream fuck you it's unbelievable to shoot you motherfucker see kids today don't realize there was a time 
when you called somebody and oh. you didn't know who was on the phone. This is before caller ID. We used to terrify. We'd find out like whoever was was like their mom and dad were going out. And they had like like, like three girls would be at the house. We'd call their phone. We're gonna murder you. Actually, <laughs> just terrify them, right? Me and a friend, we were having a sleepover. We were probably like 13 or 14 or something. What we did was we opened the, the yellow pages at like 2 in the morning. And we, we went down all of the limousine companies. And we ordered a car for 5 a.m. For, for each, a different place for each house on my block. And then at 5, we just went to the window and watched the block fill up with limousines as all the drivers were going, getting out going like this to each other. Wow. You can't do that debauchery anymore. No, they'd, they'd, they'd have yeah. uh, 85 ways to catch you. I should have been locked up for that, but there was just no way to, to, to do it back then. You were, you were able to skate. See, now, I would have fucking said, wow, it sure is funny how the Oliver family didn't get a limousine. Didn't get a car. <laughs> right? I, I would have had to set one to my house just to, for the coverage. See, I wasn't that smart. See, I was. I'm, that's a, that's what I mean. I was diabolical enough to think of the plan, but yeah, I probably would have got nabbed uh, in the getaway car. Yeah. I'm a four thirty fifty ninth Street doesn't see, have a fucking limo in front of it. You need to watch it because you're the, you're the kind of person that becomes a convict, and I'm the person that be, is a criminal. Correct. There is a difference. Like when someone said to you, "Were you ever?" arrested and you said no and they said, you said oh do you mean convicted yeah. wasn't that you did you tell yeah. me that okay oh no, fuck it was it was going into uh canada and right. they had just gotten a link to interpol so you know before man it was just wild wild west like, yeah man, i ain't done shit and you, know, you didn't have to even have a, a passport back then to go to canada You'd have some fucking form from the wrestling company. Ah. Uh. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, so it's time for Dear Sexy. These are actual Dear Abby letters that were answered by Abby, but um, we thought that uh, we would like to see what advice Kevin We uh, We also had a Florida guy, a Jersey guy, and a pedophile wrestler go through these questions and, and pick and handpick what they felt were the best ones. Absolutely. The uh, third segment of the night is always kind of an amalgamation of all those things. <laughs> 
Who knows? Um, Dear Sexy, my husband and I have been together for six years, married for four. We have a lot of marriage issues during the last few years, sexually and otherwise. I no longer trust him because of something I found out last year. I have his email information. And I was also able to see the search history from his phone on the computer. I discovered that he watches a lot of porn. I don't think it's a big deal because I know many men and women do. But I saw he was also watching gay porn and searching for pictures of well-endowed guys. Does this mean my husband is gay and likes men? Or does it just mean he likes different sexual things? Or is he researching for click this? Um, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know if I should approach the subject with him. I don't want him to know I've been snooping around. So how do I ask him without telling him how I know? Or should I just let it go? That's from Knows Too Much in Texas. Well, I, I mean... There's a lot of ways. Like, I, I always think, like in your case, uh, ma'am, uh, you might want to go on the offensive. So, you know, maybe cook him up a pot pie and put a TV tray out for him. And while he's sitting there digging into it, maybe you slide off the back room, come back out, maybe 11, 12 inch strap on. That's what I was going to say. Stick he's, it right in. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 he might just be a freak. You might that that may that may squell everything he wants right there, just one up the fucking pooper. Doesn't have to like why like why give him the option, you know, to to pick a dude with that fucker hooked onto him when like you could slide. He's been he, he you know that might save the marriage right there. Yeah, he doesn't have to go out. And then worst case scenario, like. You can always fucking say, you know what? You fucking do another fucking thing. I swear to God, I'm gonna play that fucking DVD at the fucking next fucking, and you, you got him. So just fucking, because when you're behind him and you're fucking giving him that American Psycho fucking gimmick, make sure you just got a little camera action. He's he's toast. Always hang that over his head, right? And that way, there you can both have trust issues, right? So we got you. I don't know if, in this specific example, Kevin, um, uh, the, the the search engine is, is a little more troubling. You can happen upon porn that you did not intend to click on, uh, but searching for, you know, uh, you know, guys hung like sewer pipes, uh, that's a very deliberate action. So a little tough to have an explanation for that unless you're well endowed because nobody that's well endowed is going to want to watch porn with somebody that's not well endowed because they, they can't put themselves they can't identify with the person in the video no they if, if they don't if, if they're not fucking packing three if they're packing 11 they're not going to want to watch a fucking porno with some guy with a three inch cock because it's going to be like it's almost like child pornography to them because they're fucking. So I don't. I don't know how this guy's. This is down. this is incredible. That that this is exactly why this segment needs to be on this show, and this is why you need to. You're like the the Stephen Hawking of cock. Yeah, you, you, absolutely. You, you know all the angles here, and this it, that was a brilliant, uh, brilliant observation. You could be this guy's attorney in the divorce. Yeah, side, I, I, think. I, I I think I've actually got a, got a call from him today. So yeah. that that was X Pac. Um, yeah, 
Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Never mind. The, uh, well endowed also, so it could be. Um, hey, guys. Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on atreeshows.com. The debut of our new Monday Mailbag series is here with a man we love to hate, longtime WCW and WWE referee Nick Patrick. But they didn't know who was going to be the heel out because of her that the Montreal screw job on there. I said, I guarantee I promise you, I will be the heel. And if they were going to hate me far worse than him, watch this. And if that, and then I went out and that happened. And they, they say, you're right. <laughs> 34 years ago, Jim Ross was on the call for the first match in the classic Flair Steamboat Trilogy at Chi-Town Rumble. And now he's watching it back on a bonus watch-along edition of Grilling JR. As far as a match is concerned, nobody's going to have a better match in 1989 than you just witnessed. So many people, uh, you know, this is what got them hooked on wrestling for life, this match. And- Ad Free Shows members sat shotgun alongside Impact star Frankie Kazarian and Eric Bischoff as the pair reflected on their time together in TNA and answered member questions live. I did as good of a job as I could to substitute for Kurt Angle. There's no fill in those shoes, but I did the best I could. Um, I thought we had a great match, and I uh, subsequently tore my tricep <laughs> in that match. So uh, it was it was a roller coaster of emotions of a day, man. But it was it was cool to be put uh, in that position. Like, hey, well, you know, uh, we're throwing you into the main event. It's basically sink or swim. And uh, I think I carried my weight, and it was it was a real. Real fun experience, man. What I haven't really talked about a whole lot. Hey, that's just a small taste of what AdFree Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why AdFree Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. Dear Sexy, second letter. Dear Sexy, my mother-in-law is divorced and has a live-in boyfriend, man-friend. No, an old man living with her. He's good to her, but he's too old. And now she's starting to show signs of aging. She's only 58. The boyfriend is 78 and is really getting on the family's nerves. At night when he drives, he can't see the turnoffs. When he comes to family gatherings, he can't stand the kids yelling and having fun. What a party pooper. When he dies, if he dies, first, she'll be lost. If she goes first, look at all the things she will have missed out on by hanging around an old man. I say it's okay to be friends, but leave it at that. Life's too short. Get on with it. That's from Frustrated in Whitewater, Wisconsin. She have a right to legislate who her mother-in-law is dating, for God's sakes? It's her mother-in-law. Yes. Not her mother. No. This is this is a this PC. A, this is a pushy gun. This is, yeah, this isn't even fucking, like, bloodline. You, you get no say-so. If you don't like it, go, don't go over there. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Where's the husband in all or, this? Or fucking you know, nut up. If he's 78, he's probably weak as fuck. Like, how long do you think it'd take for fucking to hold a pillow on his fucking head? You know? Not that we advocate. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just I, Hypothetically, how long? Right. 
what, for 10 minutes or 30 seconds? What kind of strength are we talking here? So, I don't know. He's a spry old coot or not. Yeah, maybe he's like maybe he's he's tapping the dog fuck out of out of the the mother in law, and the rest of the day fucking he's just tired. Right. Obviously, ag- she, obviously she's satisfied. Right, we're in agreement that she has no right to open her mouth. About yeah, this, maybe right? what, maybe she fucking it, it's you know make her, maybe she secretly yearns for his return. Try the TV dinner gimmick, like the last letter, and see what happens. Hey, you never know. So last week was the uh, exactly uh, it's a pot pie. The, uh, oh, was it a pot pie? Yeah, it was, pot in my pot mind, pie. it was a TV. You said snack oh, no, table. I, no, I, I said saw TV yeah, dinner. I, I said Salisbury no, steak. I, I did say I did say TV table. Salisbury steak was always good with the the, the, the with the mashed potatoes and the and the. The carrots, the baby carrots? Are the incredibly perfectly burnt peas that the actual burning of on the aluminum foil gave it its own spectacular chemical taste. Uh, God, those, those where are the, the where are the days. 70s, man? Yeah, give me fucking, give me a fucking, uh, one of those Swanson deep dish. With maybe, a little Swanson, maybe, yes. Yeah, maybe go, go Swanson with the, the, the turkey. Turkey and mashed potatoes. The sliced, the sliced yes. turkey with sliced. that thing that resembled gravy on it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or somebody that had a really bad chest cold, and then <laughs> but that, and then watching the Flintstones like on prime time with a TV table and a really like Rebecca that like used to babysit us, who was just like five foot eight, black haired, just bombshell she'd sit indian style with these real short fucking cut off jeans and you see her fucking box and be like oh fuck mom please can we can we have can we have her to be our babysitter mark kevin you guys are 19 17 years old <laughs> i know mom but we're scared um was your house filled with smoke as a child did your parents smoke my dad, oh yeah, my, my, fuck yeah, my dad. People, yet somehow we're alive. I mean, pe- the, I don't want to smell smoke now, but I think back to like the conditions under which we grew up. My fucking house was, fi- ever, I smelled like smoke. The house, the ceiling, when you paint, when they would paint it every half oh many years, the white ceiling, and you saw what color it was. Everybody on earth fucking, did you, Anytime you got in the back seat of a car, somebody was hot boxing your fucking ass from up front. And you're in Detroit, man. You crack a window and it's just like, it's so fucking bitter cold out. And you're like, oh, it's fucking brutal. Your dad, your dad has that fucking that, uh, triangle window. On the, you know, the little, that's a little, flip, the little flip. Yeah. See, my dad was chill enough where Bob would, Bob would drive, like he'd drive with, he just had that fucking left, because he was a lefty. So he'd fucking hit, strum that motherfucker and just keep it out the window. Oh, the, the, the dangle of the arm? Yeah. Yeah. But he, um, no, he just out that little tiny one. Out that little tiny fucking crack. He had, like, he just. Oh, he'd like, stick his hand yeah, in like the like triangle. That, like, yeah, like, like, 
He had a, you know, just like, like that much of his hand just out the fucking triangle. <clears throat> no, it was too, he was too fucking chill to fucking stick his arm out like a dumb fuck. And when you and your brother were in the back seat, did you ever have your fucking seatbelts on? Or were you just climbing over each other, sitting on the floor like I was? I was all if you uh, stood up and got against the back seat, my dad and or whoever could get to you first, it was almost like fucking whack-a-mole. They would fucking pie face you so hard. And we had a Galaxy 500. And anybody knows, it was like maybe a 65. It was a spaceship. It was a, Ga- a Ford Galaxy 500. And I don't know if we can pull up the back seat of a Ford Galaxy 500. But it's upholstered except for this middle area between the two seats. And it has this, I, I think it was used to, to if, if the zombies came, you were to crush their skulls on this piece of metal between the two chairs. Because when you got fucking pie-faced, if your fucking head hit anywhere near that thing, you were fucking, I mean, you were, I, I, that's probably, that's the, the start of the CTE. The CTE is, is attributed to your parents in the Steve, car, can, not. Can, can you look and see if you can find the back? There's, oh. Look at that fucking thing. What is that? That's the skull crusher. Why? Is, it's like a cheese grater. If, you, if, if you're making a burrito, you could grate cheese on it. I have no idea. <coughs> no idea. Does that bring back any meaning? Are you okay? Is this bringing back anything? Are you? Uh... I, I mean, I, I, I kind of remember the car, but I was blacked out so much in the back from taking fucking rails off that fucking. No recollection. Hmm. You learned how to work fucking steel cage from that, right? Teasing the uh, teasing the fucking metal, great. First, uh, first fucking blood on the way to Ohio. Um, you know what premiered uh, last week was the new season of A and E's uh, WWE Legends uh, special. Their two hour documentaries uh, that they do about WWE stars. And factions, perhaps, and they kicked off the new season with the NWO edition. I saw that. You were in that, for God's sakes. Yeah, for like 13 seconds. When you go off and do these things, and then you get the final product, you you see it on television, um, how often is it what you were pitched um, or what you imagined it to be? Or are you sometimes disappointed with the final product? I would say 99.97% of the time, I think it's fucking rotten. And there's no way to know, right? You agree to do it. You go. They ask you just your questions. You well, what don't it know is, how they're going to frame these answers. You know, and people that... Um, it's, and it's funny because people who um, are in our business in our industry that watched a lot of that happen live. Um, and the, like the person like Eric, you know, is, is talking on that mm-hmm. and he says some different things. And, but it's, it's so hyper edited 
I'm hearing like what they're using for my soundbite, and I'm thinking like, wow, that wasn't like even in that context. Like, I can't. I like. I. It's almost like I came across like harsh at Hogan, the way they edited me. Talking and, about uh, <laughs> when you were talking about his promos when he first joined the NWO, and and there was nothing. But there was like a, a three to four minute. Part in there where, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I was discussing to them like that night that he joined us, like I'm in the ring in my mind saying, fucking, that's Hulk Hogan. Like, like Hogan is, we turned, like Hogan's with us. Like, you know, because. I equated as a mark, like Hogan was was nothing but main event. Like that's what Hogan was. He was just a main event guy. If you were in something with Hogan, especially in that fucking red and yellow. Mm-hmm. So, but if you would have heard me say that during that um, show, I think it's coming from me, a part of the faction is more impactful than somebody else or a voiceover person stating how over Hulk is mm. or was or wasn't. You know, I mean, there, there's a reason he turned heel because, you know, it, it, it had ran its course. The yellow and red had ran its course. They weren't, we, we watched, you know, the, the watch along on Ed Free. And uh, we watched that, and it uh, wasn't pretty. When you do these, let's take A&E just as an example. There have been other documentaries I'm sure you've been part of, but when you do these, how smart like, are the crew, the producers, the interviewers? Are they smart to the business? Are they able to have it? Or are they just so- reading like pre-prepared questions? Sometimes they're fucking really good. Like sometimes, you know, like, it's like, uh, there's a couple of cats that, that we work with that have done 30 for 30s. Okay, right. For ESPN. They, they, they've done some, like, some really nice pieces of, uh, of you know, journalism. And I think that's the thing is the guys that take it and cover that in a journalistic uh, format instead of a sports entertainment format, I think those are the the more successful. At least I think they draw me more because it's just, I'm, I want to hear the analytical, you know, I don't want to hear fucking wrestling jargon. So if it's too inside, if they're too smart, then it just becomes uh, like just another wrestling piece, like talking to another wrestling guy as opposed to someone who's trying to probe a little deeper. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I I like when – I don't want two guys jerking each other off. Like I I want somebody – like God, it would be – every time somebody comes along – it's like, I know there's not going to be a new question, but God, it would be so refreshing if somebody 
asked it in a different fucking form. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. So tell me about. Oh, fuck. And then it becomes people like, like well, you know, there's uh, a tape of him like, discussing the Fargo match uh, where he basically counter, counter, uh, contradicts like uh, nine tenths of what he says. Yeah, maybe because <coughs> I was getting paid fucking a thousand bucks and I didn't really give a fuck. <coughs> like when when it's A and E and they're paying you fucking a decent, a B, you know, like you. And plus, once you fucking don't have pigment in your hair anymore, it's like it's time to maybe be semi-serious. So, I don't know. I just thought that it was bullshit that they. And that was like, that wasn't long after Scott passed that I did my sit down. And it was like, he threw a couple of softballs and he like went right into Scott. Mm. And I, like nobody had asked me anything about Scott on tape. And I just immediately, you know, I just, I break down. So what of that whole show, which I think is, um, two hours of, of actual like, network spacing, but I don't know what what that I think thing. it was eight, about 85 minutes without okay. commercial. Yeah, I, I, I didn't pay attention to it, but uh, <coughs> and, the whole, and all that time, I probably spoke maybe four minutes on tape. I was probably two minutes of the show, and they had to put me fucking breaking down. Well, did you honestly not expect that? I mean, that that's... No, that's... I mean, that's... Of course. I mean, but I mean, that... God, man, it's just... It's so... Control your fucking... Your own universe. You're, it's like... There's no, there's no history in the WWE or anything that they own the library. It's the history according to. It's not... There's not a... a definitive history right which i thought when i watched this um there was some interesting universe building let's call it that for people who were not familiar with wrestling at the time you got to kind of give the lay of the land at the time what's going on in wrestling and there were three letters that were absent from the telling of the story of wrestling going from the cartoonish silliness of 91 and 92 to more serious uh dangerous uh and that's ecw now any programs that wwe are highly involved with you're not going to see that but the precursor to the nwo to the the black and white to the they're showing barbed wire in the cutaways in this show they're showing garbage pails those weren't in rings before ECW, maybe in Japan, um, in fairness. But, uh, but here, uh, the big federations took their cue on how to change the business and that the business needed a change by watching what this little company in Philadelphia was doing to garner attention from the boys. You know, they were all watching it and talking about it. And then um, up to the office staff. I thought it was an egregious omission 
not to have the flaming tables, barbed wires, and garbage cans if you're going to show them in this documentary and where all that came from. It wasn't the aha moment from Eric where, hey, bad guys are cool now. They were tipped off to that in wrestling. In, in popular culture first, like the Tarantino movies and, you know, where bad guys kind of acted like good, cool guys. And then in wrestling with ECW. So I just have to get that off my chest. So that was my one See, criticism. I, I, and, and to me, like, like when did ECW start? 92. 92, it was in the bars. Then in uh, by 93... Uh, Paul Heyman was hired as Booker, and um, they acquired some cable television, first on Sports Channel America, which did have national reach, but it was on like all over the, the dial. Um, then they got a contract with uh, Sunshine Network, which was Florida, and MSG Network, which was New York. So they got some regular reach there. And uh, that's the contract that actually ended up killing them because it was so expensive. But, um, yeah, so 92 through 94, 5 were the formative years. And then, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to see hardly any of that because, we were, you know, that's one thing is, fuck, we were on the road so much. Right. <clears throat> you know, it was just... And if I would have came home and put fucking, because it was like on Sunshine Network or something yeah. like that. Where, like two uh, in the morning or something. Yeah, yeah, down here in Florida. Like if I would have thrown fucking wrestling on on my days off, fuck, I would have got a steak knife in the neck. Hogan said an interesting thing in this documentary when he is asked about joining the NWO and working with you guys. Um, I'm going to paraphrase, but he said uh, he said it was difficult because... We didn't like each other. Reference referencing you and Scott and and him. Was there a was there heat beyond just the difficulty in trying to get the promos right? Because I know you guys were doing a little coaching. Let's I think say. it was. I just think it was. He was used to doing business a certain way, and we were used to doing business a certain way. And I mean, you get Scott and I together, it's just like. There's, there's, like, there's a chance one of us might might be mistaken, but two of us together, if we both decide it's correct, no, we're mm. right. We're we're right, and there's more of us. So, but was it difficult being in a room together? Like, were, were, was there oh, friction no. with Terry? Or <clears throat> no, it's never. I mean, it, because at the same times we, it, it, like, people have to realize we're both marks for the guy. You know, everybody's a mark for fucking Hulk. So it's like, you, you can't have like, because there's no, there's, you don't want to strike him. Like, you see what I mean? Like, you don't have that, it doesn't have that, that kind of heat with you where you want to strike. To me, that's a, like, I didn't like Piper and he didn't like me. And, you know, I would have, you know. That was just waiting to happen. Right. But that wasn't the case with Hulk. No. I did, but I didn't care for Roddy. I didn't care for Roddy at all. Why? I thought he was a bully. I thought he bullied people. Like, I think he kind of bullied his way around. I think he told a lot of fucking stories about being fucking, you know, really good with his hands and all this other shit. 
he came to me one 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 night in the fucking locker room in Boston. I fucking bitch smacked just bitch smacked him. And uh Hulk was in that room and fucking so was uh was Pac that are still alive. Randy was in there. I don't know if Eric was in there or not, but I remember when Piper had his, his uh podcast he called me up on on the phone. He said, "Can we go over it?" And, I, and you say, I, "I'll say I, I, th- I threw you out of the room, like I, you know, like I ended up." I'm like, "No, you didn't fucking you tossed me out of the room." He wanted to do a little revisionist history. Yeah, it was like you know, because I, I guess he didn't want. I guess somebody had brought it up, and it was like it was his torn quad, you know, right. So it yeah, was like people, true. There, people just kept going to it, much like my CTE and my stuttering, and my but, and my and my heavy uh, grandpa uh, breathing. But what uh, something I always talk to you guys about on camera with the kayfabe uh, shows was I was very aware of the stylistic change that had happened in wrestling. So when Hogan was added. As a viewer, I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool and unexpected. I'm like, but he doesn't fit. Like, I knew that something was going to be off unless he was had been trained and was going to totally change up the whole thing. So when I would always ask you or and Scott about it, and you said, like, the first night when it was, like, brother, 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 and, like, I guess what you guys like stepped out and like sat down uh, somewhere and, and said down, we sat down at a picnic table and Eric you know was was in there with Jimmy and Hulk and Eric came out and came to the picnic table and Eric basically was just like like you know he's like this ain't working is it we're like no like it's it's just not working so when you have to go back in and <laughs> and save the segment. So I mean, so Scott came up with just trying to do some different things where he grabbed the, the, the camera and was like filming, like you know, he was filming with the camera on camera, and then Neil said he could he could, t- he could t- go ahead and, and like actually shoot something and and frame it so in case we got anything good, he could splice it in with what we were doing and then I think I think Neil Pruitt was the one that came up with it let's do it in black and white and do it you know with that effect that it looks like a, a, a cut of a, of a film mm-hmm. so you could trim stuff yeah. that wasn't so, going to make it yeah but it, once you got kind of a um, a specific thing that everybody was was talking about in the promo it would just be those you know those little blurps about you know say maybe just it was the horseman and it would just be you know bang bang and everybody would just would you know one guy would just woo and if I could cut to somebody else saying something so it was just it definitely I mean you think about that and then you think about like when we came out, that it was black and white. You know, like they changed the, the television screen to black and white. Right. So, 
I I've always uh, I've always admired Hogan, and there was a little stretch there for a while where Hogan was always talked about kind of like a I, I guess because of the the red and yellow years and the repetitive work in the ring and and the promos that had become cartoonish after a while, but I was always very aware of how good of a businessman he was, number one. But number two, how he knew he knew when he had a change. They talk in the documentary that he had resistance to turning heel because of the legacy. But then he realized he needed to do it. Second turning point, he is humble enough to go, when he's put with you and Scott, this isn't my show anymore. Uh, best I can do here is be part of a group, part of the band, an equal part of the band. And it didn't have to be about him alone anymore. He was able to kind of settle back beside and then, you and two. He, real, he realized by us, like we'd throw to him and shit, like we were, we were still featuring Hollywood Hogan. I mean, we were the NWO, but we were featuring Hollywood Hogan. Like, we didn't have a problem with that. That was cool, as long as we were all doing cool shit. Like, I used to love to get fucking baked and put on my fucking NWO t-shirt and my fucking black sunglasses, some fucking Ray-Ban cool cats, sit in the back with my Tommy Hilfiger black fucking mom jeans on with a fucking NWO tucked shirt tucked in with a fucking belt and a fanny pack and a phone beeper life was fucking sweet and we'd go out there and Hogan would talk for fucking the first four minutes and fucking they'd say we're out you fucking walk back and be well, one down here we go another Monday fucking, how was he with <coughs> and Hogan always had fucking beer in his, in his fucking uh, locker room I'm talking like cases of beer there was always, like, it got to the point, I think anybody that was around him, like, you just became, like, I couldn't re- even think about going, like, having a match. I couldn't even think about having a match unless I had two beers. Because <coughs> you get so tired of drinking coffee and water in the building all day. Doesn't slow you down, make you sluggish? All that brew? Oh, fuck no, just two beer. I mean, two beer. To stand out there, lean on the rope, and listen to Scott talk d- d- doesn't blow you up. Not, not a fucking. Not, or, or actually, be in a tag match and like put my elbow on the fucking turnbuckle and watch Scott work. Never fucking got tired of that. Good for just, you. I mean, yeah, just I, and do it well. Right, and like. I'm a. I can be. I can be probably the most cavalier wrestler. I mean, at times I have a, a certain cavalierness to me where it's just you would almost think in my mind. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It feels that way. It's nothing like that. It's like I'm. I'm in it. I'm, I'm like you know. We talked about this on the on the free for all. With the ad free, it's 
You look at the Yeti and you see the commitment that that young man makes that evening in Cobo Hall in Detroit, Michigan, and you say to yourself, how can I bring anything less? That, and then you do. And exactly. It's yeah. like, wow, I'm fucking special. It's called lowering the bar. Yeah. And somebody has to. And you had a skill for that. You know, it's just, it's almost like people say, wow, man. Like, I, oh, it was like I, we, on the ad free show, like somebody said, I counted nine moves in your first match that you did. So my, my skill set was, I mean. Too high. You had to cut that in half. Right. You had to, you had to chop that down. Absolutely. Yeah. You got rid of the chop. Yeah. Um, I think you had a, like a belly bump in the corner. That that was gone shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Eric Bischoff's role in this. I'm a big Bischoff, Mark. I always have been. Um, but something I forgot that I was reminded of when I watched the A&E show was I, I knew he was in the ring on promos, of course, all the time. I forgot he started to work a little. Uh, getting involved in matches. And th- that, and he, of course, the, it positions him as being very critical of that decision. And I think that with the hindsight now <coughs> probably shouldn't have. Um, but that was at the very end of that run, right? I never had a problem with him getting in the ring. Really? Are you doing, <clears throat> are you doing like some karate kicks or some shit? Yeah. You don't think that was overstepping? You don't think that was part of the the overabundance of of what was going on and it, it, it too felt, much? It, no, to me it felt completely like it, it was very normal. He was just one of the boys. I mean, it just... Well, I would say to you guys, but to, to the viewer, though, it's very different. Ah, right? we... Fuck them. What are they going to do? <laughs> shut us, fucking shut us down and sell the company? No. <laughs> <clears throat> That's called the final 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> so if we're going to go to the final 10 minutes, how could this have been reversed? I was thinking as I'm watching it, like, what decisions could have been different? None. To take this into in, a different uh, angle, so that even after it, the it, sale, maybe it was it wasn't it wasn't about anything that we were or weren't doing. It was the fact that they fucking didn't want to have wrestling. Period. In the period. portfolio of AOL Time Warner yes. products, yeah, because um, Fuchsia Media, I think that was it was the, the company. Uh, was going to buy WCW, Fushint Media, right. was going to buy a WCW, and Eric had the vision that the WWE would you know, own the Northeast, but we would have our logo on top of the sphere. And we would run like a fucking, like a, a, a weekly show from Vegas. And we, that was what the, you know, that was the, the idea. And, but we had to have, of course, some place to put that. And Eric, you know, just was hoping that we could, you know, put that, uh, that two hour show back on TV. I think he wanted to be on TNT, Mm -hmm. you know, stay with the, with the, with the hire, but they, 
I, I never understood like when we when we were actually making money hand over fist, like, and we were doing like six ratings and crazy shit, mm. and they would spend fifty million dollars on some period piece that was, you know, kind of artsy but not really watchable. You know, what the watches of the fucking Titanic. Oh, great. Um, but, and it would open, um, they did a Holocaust one, one time and it opened to like a fuck, maybe like a point three. Like that was like what it opened on the premiere. It did like a point three and we're doing like fives and we're doing fives every fucking week. And this thing, like. It didn't draw a fly, and it cost like forty-five million dollars to fucking make. And you're gonna play it how many times? And our our budget's forty-five million dollars, or fifty, or sixty, or whatever the fuck it is. But we're, we're giving you seven to nine hours of live TV every week. Three hundred. Are you kidding me? Mm. So it's safe to say, in your estimation, that. Um, the demise of the company was unrelated to any decisions that were made yeah. in programming. It, this, it was if all. If you corporate. go back, if you go back and look at the look at the eight um, weeks in ratings that follow the finger poke of doom, we beat them eight straight weeks. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty fucking sure that we beat them. The following seven or eight weeks after the after the finger poke doom, but everybody wants to to go to that as the demise because there isn't any one thing. It's just the fact that they didn't want to have professional wrestling mm-hmm. in their portfolio. Period. That finger poke has taken on a life of its own, really. As far as and my whole thing is is. Anytime you can do something of that significance, I mean, everybody knows the guy in the white cowboy hat is holding Lee Harvey Oswald when Ruby comes up. But who really knows that man's name? Hmm. Everybody knows Jack Ruby. Buck Zumhoff. Buck says Buck Zumhoff's father. What do you hear? Remember they Uncle was, Uncle Buck. Remember that um one of those deals where the uh they had a picture of some hobos, but they were dressed really and they said that one of them was a, a paid assassin that was Woody Harrelson's father. Do you remember that one of those Kennedy fucking deals? No uh no. Yeah, it was like Woody Harrelson's father was one of the shooters. Grassy Knoll. Maybe I dreamt it. Fuck. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. You can ask yeah. Woody about it, maybe. But. Yeah. So, in in conclusion, the um, we kind of bounced around a little bit with the show tonight. I think I might have ingested cannabis tonight. This is this is what we do. We the bounce. Oh, I know, is what but people I, I, love. I feel that um, it was it was a good night for me to 
you know, with the, the uh, consumption of uh, of alcohol last night, to, to go the opposite way and go to a more cerebral uh, buzz of, of the camera. Yes, very cerebral. As we talked about, strap-ons over, bent over the uh, the snack table. I, I, we were I thought, really. I this thought, was like Meet the Press tonight. I, yeah, but I thought it was it was good, solid. Uh, Ass fucking. Constru- I mean, it was constructive. It was like options, you know. We were helping someone out, for God's sakes, is yeah. what we were doing. And who knows? I mean, maybe maybe there's somebody out there that's just listening, and all of a sudden they hear strap on for some fucking god known reason. They fucking they, they need something to fucking put in their mouth to take take to squell that chewing problem. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the chew, right? <laughs> That's every, I mean, chew. Yeah, who doesn't? And if well, that doesn't work, if the the you know the nine incher doesn't work, Mind Bloom might be a product uh, that can uh, help you. There's look, there's no quick fix. We know there's no quick fix for anxiety, depression. Um, it's not finding a new therapist or starting exercise routine. Uh, not more meditation, better diet. Sometimes you need something to unlock your brain. You got to go a little deeper sometimes. Um, just a new way of thinking about the world. And um, maybe that thing is guided ketamine treatment from Mind Bloom. Uh, there's a new tool to improve mental health, and it's at home ketamine therapy. Mind Bloom is the leader in at home <coughs> ketamine therapy having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. Unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly. It doesn't have the unpleasant side effects of traditional antidepressants. In a study of over 1,200 Mind Bloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only two sessions. And right now, Mind Bloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash click k-l-i-q use the promo code click k-l-i-q take the first step break free from your anxiety and depression with mind bloom go to mindbloom m-i-n-d-b-l-o-o-m dot com slash click use that promo code click get on the road to recovery you know, it's, it's, go, go back to that, that ad for a minute. Isn't that exactly the face of anxiety? Like, that's how my, when I get anxiety, that's, I feel like that. So, it's funny. That vibe? You're giving off the anxiety vibe there. Yeah, that, but it's that, that, you know, I get rattled when I get anxious. Mindbloom.com slash click. And <clears throat> Do you ever just get in the mood? For fucking like a really long version, played really loud, a whole lot of love. Um, often. I mean, just you know, that's just, a great one. Yeah, I, I'd love that when the when it, when it goes that ah 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 ah, and it, ah, otherwise known as the the TV dinner section of the yes, of the yeah. So I I don't know why I thought about that, but uh, go ahead. Best think, Zeppelin I, song, go. Best Zeppelin song, go. I'm going to say a whole, lot, a whole lot of love. That little interlude there is a little too psychedelic for me. I think when the levee breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. 
you know uh, a little fun fact about that song? You know the echo of the of the yells, like he yells and then you hear it like like yeah. faded uh, in the background. Uh, 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 uh. That was actually organic from the tape laying on itself. It bled through and duplicated itself. That wasn't uh, See, an effect. So, so in other words, what you're telling me is that the motherfucking song is magic. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't supposed to even, tape. wasn't even supposed to fucking exist. When the levee breaks, played at full volume in your fucking car when you're on the highway. There's nothing like it. It's amazing. I, I left the airport with, harmonica. With, with, with whole lot of love, which was just starting. I left the airport and I said, "Fuck!" I pulled over. I dropped the convertible top. It was beautiful. I was just like fucking. I was listening to some Zeppelin, thinking like. And you're going to get fucking pulled over and you've had like five fucking glasses of wine on the plane. Turn the fucking music down, douchebag. You're not 16. But a car full of 17-year-olds pulled up next to you and went, uh, look at the old man listening to the old music. Yeah. Please. Sorry, sorry. Raise Ariana Grande a little bit so we can drown him out. I'll Ask dr- Nash. I'll, I'll, dr- I'll drown her out. You Sizable load. Um, <laughs> something, something perky up there. A little pumpkin. Hashtag my, Ask Nash is how you do this. My son liked Max Miller. And uh, they have a duet that we used to watch all the time. And man, she's so slinky in this motherfucker. You know, just, it's just like, ugh. You, di- you dig a little Ariana Grande? Uh, you know, I, because I, my son was was a fan of hers, and like I said, Mac Miller dated her, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my my son was a huge Mac Miller guy, and um, so there was a I want to think it was Netflix had a, a Grande like a special where she sang and danced, and like did like you know it was like a whole fucking you know, a Madonna type you know show mm-hmm. back in the day, but just her. And she, you know, she, she can dance. I mean, she's fucking, she's, she's a talented little girl, man. And she's got that big-ass voice. She's got that Christina Aguilera, you know, that, those fucking pipes. She sings some fucking wicked octaves to me. I don't know. And she's very pleasant to look at. I mean, for, for somebody that's, I mean, it's just she's, she's sexy as fuck is what it is. I think right. she's. Okay. I think she's putting over Ariana Grande. I would not have imagined that. Yeah, I'll put. I'll put. I'll put I'll definitely, you know. She could I, be a little more. She definitely, got a few more curves for my taste. But I, this I, is this is I, where we diverge. I could put up with her nonsense. Um. Okay. At least for, ha- at least for forty-five minutes. Who <laughs> oh, you kidding? Ten. Hashtag Ask Nash. Uh, Paul Whiting would Kevin Nash uh, consider entering into a business venture? To release a line of gym attire under the brand Eleven Soft. I don't know if this is an offer from Mr. Paul Whiting or. I don't think anyone at the. I don't think, I don't think anybody wants anything soft at the gym. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's fourteen uh, hard. Maybe a better way to go with that. Fernum Schnavitz, what did you think of the Sopranos ending scene? Also, what did you think about the Malice in the Palace? I think. My interpretation is they didn't get whacked. I don't think so either. Tony didn't get whacked and life went on. That's exactly what I thought the point of that whole thing was. 
The family comes together. Shit's never changing. He's under, like, indictment or there's going to be legal troubles. The daughter's getting married. And this is just going to be, and, you know, don't stop believing. The yep. movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. I agree. Right? Little clues. And, and my son uh, said that the, he'd seen some place where the, it, it was, that guy did whack him. Like, it was, that, that, it was that, and I was like, you, he could never come up with the actual, like, it on the internet where I would look, read something and they, the director said that this is what, you know. I think David Chase did address it at one point, but I don't even know if it, you can even take any of that to heart, what he says in retrospect, what his intention was. I don't think the intention was that. See, now I'm looking at Steve's comment over here, and Steve says, I thought the deeper meaning was that the story is over for us. And that's kind of how we, I think we both think that same thing. Like, we're, that this chapter is closed for us. You said it's going to go on and on and on. This thing, right. this yeah, yeah. It's, it, it it was. It was just over for us. And Breaking Bad is the same thing. Good show. Uh, okay, so did the creator explain the ending? Yes, the creator David Chase explained the ending of the show in multiple interviews. He confirmed Tony Soprano died after the cut to the. Oh, for God's sakes! Then he changed it because I think at first he didn't say that. I don't like that. Doesn't ruin it for me. I didn't see it. Cindy asks, watching the NWO biography on A&E and Kevin Nash is spray painting the life part of NWO for life, and I'm noticing, is he left-handed? I should know this, but I don't. Yes. You I'm a lefty. lefty. Yeah. I'm left-handed. Bob Nash was left-handed. My wife is left-handed. My wife and daughter are, and uh, but now here, do, what hand do you use scissors with? Right. See the world. You had to change for the world a little bit because there were not enough. They didn't no even. They didn't, they didn't even have them. Right until until I was maybe in fifth grade. Right. They had like, and by then you've already learned. They never had um, left-handed notebooks. So when you were to, to write on a, a spiral notebook, that motherfucker was just railing, railing your wrist. Yep. And that's why everybody that's left fucking would work their way, you know, like this to get over that fucking shit. You'd always have ink on your on the side of your hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Nafis, considering his successful college basketball career, would Kevin be interested in playing in an NBA celebrity game? Was he ever asked? No, I've, I've, my knees couldn't take it. Vilpin T, has anyone in the wrestling business ever approached you and thanked or acknowledged that you and Scott forced the issue of guaranteed money? Some may not know. It was not always the case or was minimal, like $1,500. Anyone ever uh, credit you with that in a positive yeah. way? Yeah, a lot of people. Okay. It's fucking it's pretty fucking true. I mean, we, we put it this way: we didn't we didn't hurt the boys. Uh, I can't. I don't think anybody would say that the outsiders didn't. Uh, yeah. We might have held some people back in their eyes, but well, Tatanka certainly. And but we uh, <laughs> we were, we were trying to make sure everybody got paid. 
I remember when we went to India and we were doing, uh, and I, I said the top half of the card would get a check when they got to, to uh, JFK, would get a check for 10, bottom half of the card would get a check for five, just so we, because we were over there and it was going to screw up shit. And uh, it just it got to the point, man, where you just, you took $200 draw every night. So after 23 or 24 nights in a row, you could bring home six grand to fucking mama so she could pay bills. Mm. Man, right. it was it was not fucking. No, it was it was it was tight. It was tight and it was a weird time. But you guys did kind of put your mark on that and encourage guys yeah, to well, ask what, for what, money because you... once we got a chance, once we got the chance to fucking raise the bar for everybody else like why wouldn't you because like we're it's you're supposed to be the boys man like that's the whole thing like the guys that broke me in it's like the sacredness of being one of the boys like i haven't seen honky tonk and god i haven't seen him and i can't even remember the last time i saw him i think maybe at a con five, six years ago. And there were times when he was like on, on these things where we'd rattle at each other, you know, but we we're just trying to fucking just still, you know, keep something going between anybody that was still working or whatever the fuck, you know? And, uh, so I, I, I ran into him and he was, uh, he was sitting right at the fucking, I walked into the, uh, the Pensacola, uh, They've only got like maybe ten gates, and like right in the middle of it is like the one of the, like this horseshoe uh, hub little bar, and the Lakers game was finishing up, so I'm like, oh fuck, this is sweet, man. I can sit right here, and I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at the, the, the television screen, and I look over and they've, they've got this. She's pouring a like I think it's three oh five is the area code down there. And it's some blonde lager in a fucking big fucking like twenty ounce glass. I'm like, oh fuck, that's so me. So I'm not paying any attention. I just sit down and I just fucking like casually look to my left and there's fucking honky tonk. I'm like, fuck, man. And I hadn't seen him the whole weekend. And he he was so kind. He looked at me and goes, Man, I'm just real sorry about what you had to go through. And that was it. Like he didn't, he didn't go any further. He just, mm-hmm. but I could, I could see in his face, the sincerity. I was just like, because you know, people would always like say you know, different things about hockey talk, and I just remembered when I did that pediatric AIDS thing, that like I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to ask him. He just, he just, he was just there with his gear, and willing to work and it was just like wow so. yeah I, I always liked him I worked with him a lot yeah, and, I, I, know, I, I hope I, that's still I, the it case was, it was really, changes he, got, he got um, he got real sick with COVID he was oh, telling he? me yeah he was telling me like fucking like hit and miss sick yeah 
The first, the first run, probably the first uh, time around. And, well, yeah, and I, I think that we were at the same time. I think he was in, I was in like Qatar and like a couple places, and he like, he was over like different places too. Where I think it was the strain was already out because mm-hmm. there was higher populations of Chinese. Right. Hearing some lab talk now about that virus Did you catch some of that yeah yeah still not confirmed by the department but um it's being explored you know, as a possibility there's so much fucking um i saw today this will um this is today's wednesday this will air monday but i saw today where like in greece a passenger train yeah ran into a fucking freight train 26 people. I think it might be in the 40. It might be oh, is it higher now? It the might be. Yeah. Was okay. But that, I think it was, they were saying like the temperature was like 2,000 degrees in some of the fires. <clears throat> Can you imagine sitting in a fucking wrangled fucking train fucking burning at 2,000 degrees? No. That's just got to be better fucking. i tell you right now that just, Trains ain't fucking looking too fucking good. How about the, here's one for you. I got a question for you. How is it that you have such a fucking problem letting an illegal immigrant over the southern border of fucking Texas, but motherfucking you will take some toxic waste from Ohio in a fucking heartbeat? What the fuck? They got, I, I looked at, I'm like, what other fucking shitty places are they doing this to? I'm like, oh, fucking Romulus, Michigan. Out by where my aunt used to fucking live. Out by the airport. Wow, they're putting a bunch of fucking toxins out by the fucking airport in Detroit. Nice. Is that, is that where it's, uh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the, the schematic I, you know. I'm like I'm like fucking Brockovich at this point. I'm just I'm just on this fucking shit. It's like fucking people don't even in Ohio they don't even fucking they don't even listen to the EPA. They just fucking I I'm just I'm on a, like a hand radio twenty four seven just telling them how how to fucking get as much money as possible in a settlement. I'm telling you right now this Ohio situation is going to be the next camp of June. So you better get in early. All the the illnesses and lawsuits and all the shit that, Oh, God. I mean, it's just... How how do you um, have a a disaster... How do you have a disaster and don't... There's no way you you know the scope of this because you have no idea what chemicals... It's It's like that whole permafrost thing in Russia that this thing is basically, you know... It's just defrosting, and who knows what fucking plagues and shit is going to fucking spores are lie come beneath. Up. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. We we were all over the map tonight, weren't we? Were we were? I, I was fucking stoned. Is what I was, and I and I didn't realize it until like maybe fifteen twenty minutes into the show. I'm like, fuck, man, I got I got a, a nice. And it's like a sativa, like a fucking. I got a nice. Uh, That's the relaxing buzz. No, it's it's more of a, a talkative, more of a 
Which is the book. one like so? So that's so Indica's the it, like it, the couch type. Indica means in the couch, right? Sativa is, uh, you know, you might want to fucking listen to a little bossa nova music, you know, just right? Or a little short short and sweet, kind of sexy from Ipanema. Play us yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead. Play us that. Click this as a production of Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat. Created by Tristan Ange, Kevin Ange, and Sean Oliver, producer Steve Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence and audio edit by Mr. Wesley Burleson. He'll play us out from here, right? Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Ange. Copyright 2023, y'all. Butch and Sundance Media. Hey, Kev. You want to do another? Maybe we'll do a remake of Play Mystical. Deuces. I was...